Yeah. Looks like they back for a fifth season, man. Who that? Sports Roundtable. Who? S-R-T. SRSRSRSRT, they got that realness flowing in their DNA. Damn you lame, if you ain't tuned to SRT today. HO got that payload when he say so, what you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy, break up Kyrie LeBron. I be smooth as sports superhero Hancock in the mix. Deal with Roll Top forever, real talk, you know who he gon' pick. See where I be with SRT, behind the glass, that G Money. They win a strong, I never lose. Six man elite, that's J Smooth. All you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. Believe that. Turn, turn up your radios, because it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? It's Sports Roundtable, live from the SRT studios overlooking Atlantic Station. Welcome, Atlanta. We're up, up, up in the penthouse, Sports Roundtable with SRT crew. Coming to you live again as we do each and every Wednesday, 7 to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am your humble host, H.O. from Bankhead. And uh, it's raining in Atlanta, which means that the traffic is probably worse off. Things of that nature. But, hey, can't stop the show, baby, because we are in the building. And, of course, looks like we're going with a three-man weave tonight. Shout out to Jay Smooth to uh, attending his uh, six-man award ceremony. And uh, kind of late on the plane, I guess. But, of course, I still got my right hand uh, in the building, the, the barbecue connoisseur, as he always say, from Memphis, Tennessee, the Cowboys fan. But Florida State is coming up soon. My main man, the sports superhero Hancock, is in the building. What's up, big homie? Ain't that second, what, man. What's up, skeleton crew? <laughs> what it is. What it is, what it is. You good, bro? I guess, man. You keep pubbing me on these Cowboys and Florida State and Am I lying? my Lakers and, man, all my teams in, in flux, man, in limbo. You know, I got a little, I guess a little black patch across my heart with the Cowboys because <laughs> What they doing with the National Anthem, so I, I don't know what to do with them. Lakers, so you don't know what to do. Yeah, the Lakers, they, they out there, they they almost prostituting themselves. <laughs> you know, they trying to get LeBron. They, they doing everything. So they jumping through hoops, trying to get everybody. And, so, and the boy in Florida State got a Florida re- State in Florida, they got new coach, but I guess they pretty solid. At least they got somebody who did this thing. Before. It just hadn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it is what it is. And uh, uh, can you please start watching the Braves, please? <laughs> Jesus. You got problems, huh? Man, they dropped another one today. Like I said, every Wednesday, man, it's, it's like. <sighs> and, of course, the man behind the glass that makes it all work, that keeps the ship together, my main man, G Money. Yo. Everything good with G Money as, as he has hit his two weeks. Uh, annual and he has a new hairstyle so uh, join us on Facebook Live SRT Sports Talk Radio and you can take a look at his new hairstyle uh, today we got a lot in store for you want to be part of the show please give us a call 404-603-8770 is the number to call and uh, we got a lot in store we got some hot news coming up got buy and sell of course with my main man G Money, we got some other 
other news, and uh, probably D will uh, probably will call in around that time. And then we got our Hawks report. Uh, e Dub will be calling back in to to share his thoughts on the the Hawks draft picks and uh, and the Hawks. So any questions y'all have, please feel free to go to Facebook Live and uh, throw your questions out there. We got the Hawks report coming around coming up around eight oh two. Then our roundtable discussion um, tonight, the second half of the show. NBA draft, hand your thoughts on that, thoughts on the Hawks draft, and the offseason is coming, and it is, it's, it's gone. It's gone, and it's really gone. So, um, again, I want to shout out to everybody, too, uh, who's looking in on Facebook Live and everybody out there traveling. Be safe in this weather, uh, but make sure you keep it locked and loaded to Sports Roundtable. With that being said, G., Go ahead and crank up this hot news. Blazing. Hot, hot, hot. Scorching. Red hot. This is why I'm hot. It's It's the the Sports Sports Roundtable Hot News. Sports Roundtable Hot News sponsored by our good old friends at the Big Easy Grill. 1193 Call Your Road. If you're looking for the best New Orleans seafood in town, it is the Big Easy Grill. Please go over there and cop yourself some shrimp, shrimp po' boy, or, or some shrimp pasta. Uh, please go over there and make sure you ask for that SRT discount. Any meals, $25 or more, you will get a 10% discount. All right, hand the first story. Um, is, I guess it's funny we're not opening up with Julio this time. Yeah. <laughs> but the first story is uh, the NBA draft has came and gone. What are your surprises and what did you like about the draft? Well, right off the bat, I was surprised that the Hawks pulled the trigger on uh, Trey Young. Uh, I, I do like the move. I didn't think they would have the guts to do it. I thought they might go more safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the two picks ahead of them gave them you know, a cushion where they couldn't make the mistake or saying, uh, well, we got to take this big guy because they can't miss. Right. But to look at Donkic or Donchich or however it's was pronounced and Trey Young, you would say, okay, Trey Young has so much upside. He could either, you know, be a, you know, a transition, uh, a, a big boom type right. player, or he could be maybe a bust. Right. Donchic is looked upon as coming in with already seasoned and whatever. So you had that in his favor. You know, already being a pro. So I, I was really surprised that they said, okay, well, let's look at the Trey Young situation. And maybe it was because of Travis Slink. Mm-hmm. You know, having been the architect or part of the architect behind, you know, that, that Golden State thing and building that, maybe he's looking at that and trying to emulate them in some way. But looking at him getting Trey Young here in the city, it's, it's, it's almost akin to that Mike Vick type thing. And I don't want to put that type of pressure on him, but... You know how this city was on fire when we got Mike Vick. Absolutely. You know, so this kind of sets us up. I always say we need somebody to go down there to see. Somebody to get us excited exactly. to go Exactly. So with okay. this, you know, this city, you know, basketball being an African-American sport, maybe that may have played a part in it also because Don, Dontage wouldn't have given you that, that kind of connection right. to, to that part of the city. So that was a surprise. I was surprised that the Philly made that that move after they had gotten their native son and Mikael Bridges. Right. I thought they would keep him. Um, other than that, man, looked like the draft kind of went 
you know, the way you kind of expected it. Right. There weren't really a lot of blockbusters or moves in that way. So to me, those were the things. Like I said, pleased with, as you asked, I'm pleased with the Trey Young situation. Pleased with it. I think you still, the other two guys, Omari Spellman, I, I liked him. Right. I can't really talk about the guy out of Maryland. I didn't watch him play, but I did see Spellman play. Right. And he even says his game is a Draymond Green type game. Right. Which I was kind of surprised that they passed on him. Right. And didn't go after him, but because I saw that. Mm-hmm. So for him to say that, that's exciting for, you know, if you're trying to build or trying to take several things or certain things away from that Golden State Golden State type of thing. That's that's a good thing. So uh, before we get to you, G, so you kind of saw in that that the Hawks kind of went from the San Antonio spiel to the Golden State kind of philosophy. Exactly. You saw that within this one this within one this draft. Group. Exactly. And to talk about Amari Spellman, you know, it showed that he also got in players' faces during the season as well. So it's not just the Draymond, the, the three-point, the popping, the pick and pop, the communicator on defense. Right. More of a true leader, even though we know Jalen Bronson was that senior yeah. leader, but Amara Spellman's voice was the one that everybody heard. So want to make sure that we also bring that out as well because some people will get trapped into thinking – that it was just this part of Draymond's game. Right. But it's all of his all game. Of it, right. You know, and things of that nature. G, your surprises, your thoughts on the draft? Um, I think that uh, with San Antonio taking Lonnie Walker, they are fully prepared to move on from Kawhi Leonard, even though they're going to try everything they can to keep him. Right. But I think they're kind of bracing themselves to where they, if they absolutely have to deal him. Um, I thought uh, Utah made the most Utah pick ever by taking Grayson <laughs> Allen. <laughs> um, they'll be like Gordon who in a few months. I think. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to see if, if Minnesota kept this pick where they picked Josh, o- Josh Okogie from Georgia tech. Yeah. I think he yeah. had his uniform <laughs> hanging on Twitter. Yeah. I think I, I didn't see anything okay. about it being moved. So if they kept him, they have not solved their wing problem. They have Jimmy Butler. They have Andrew Wiggins. And they just took another shooting guard, small forward player. Uh, they have not solved that problem. Or maybe the incompetence has continued <laughs> as far as, you know, drafting players. It Like David Kahn rubbed off on everyone else. Right. Uh, so I don't know what Minnesota was doing with that pick. I thought they would have maybe tried to add size or figure out what they're going to do at the point guard position. Uh, as far as are they going to keep Teague? Uh, what do they do with Tyus Jones and, and so forth? So uh, that was the one thing that stuck out to me, and it showed also the impatience of of people who draft or the fans as well. Because yeah, Michael Porter Jr. has a back injury, but he is 19 years old. I don't think that's like the end. Like people are seeing it as like the end for him because he may not play this season. But you have to think long term. Right. We're taking a lottery pick. Absolutely. You always have to think long term. If he, there were times where a lottery pick wouldn't play right away. It wasn't expected to be an all star as a rookie. So, I would, I would like wait and see on Michael Porter. I'm not going to. I think people have jumped off the bandwagon with him already, and he hasn't played a game yet. Right. Yeah. I, I like, I like that they picked him. I like where he went. 
mm-hmm. at, at that that level of the draft. But yeah, I, it, I wouldn't it have been definitely works for Denver, right? I, I wouldn't have been comfortable taking him real high because right. I would have been a little skeptical of the bat. But getting back to the draft and talking about the draft, I think the draft is actually maybe going the way of a dinosaur. You see what happens. Teams, in order to win, either they lose whatever, get their assets, and then draft for need. They maybe get a few pieces. But as you can see with the Lakers, how many first-round draft picks have they had in the last few years? Was it three? Well, look, Julius Randle, big-time uh, draft pick. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. The, Ingram. What about the kid they, tr- they got rid of? Uh, D'Angelo uh, Russell. D'Angelo Russell. I mean, That's at least four. Exactly. So you look at that, and they still were doormats. So it's like I told you before. I think you identify young talent early and try to build that way by plucking them from teams, getting the seasoning from them, right, and right. then get a big-time free agent. Because I don't think building fruit through the draft is as as concrete or, or as you know a, as as prevalent or, or, or let's just say as as good a thing as it used to be. Right. I don't think you can just build dynasties like that anymore. I agree. You're only as good as your GM. And how many teams have actually had success just building through the draft? Right. You're probably looking at a handful of teams, San Antonio, Golden State. And Oklahoma City had it at one point, but because they didn't want to eventually spend any money, they're, they're, o- Golden State is what Oklahoma City was supposed to be. Was supposed basically. to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right. Uh, story number two hand, the NBA – Awards were announced uh, the other night in the ceremony. And I'm just going to say, to me, they just wait too long to do this. I I just think, make the announcement after the season and and let's get on with the playoffs and things of that nature because you got people who now, obviously, after watching the playoffs, want to change votes and and talk about certain things. and, 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 you know, it's much of a show for the, it's almost like an ESPY or whatever the case may be, as much of a show than it is because, you know, this is after the playoffs and things of that nature. And you, you still have players kind of maybe having a chip on their shoulder going into the playoffs, trying to prove that they were that guy. So your thoughts on the ceremony? I, in the I NBA think World. it's a waste of time. <clears throat> I was not interested in watching it. Right. The two main teams, Golden State, and Cleveland, their players weren't even there. I think I saw Nick Young there. But I'm talking about their stars. LeBron didn't show. Right. Steph wasn't there. Draymond was on another network on CNN talking about politics. <laughs> KD wasn't there. He won an award and wasn't there. So, I mean, the interest for this, I think they, they're missing the boat on this because the MVP should be something you share with the city. We've seen that before and how much it resonated more when you saw KD stand up in front of Oklahoma City and, and you know, say those things about his mom and his players, his teammates were there. It was just a more of a, a feel, more right, of a, right. a good feeling. And this seems to be so scripted and so drawn out. You know, they they tried to make this thing to be something, I guess, akin to the Academy Awards or the ESPYs or the Music Awards, and it's just not working. <laughs> and getting back to your point on, on how they drag out waiting on these awards, I think hockey has it right. What they do is they award a, a MVP of the season, and then you get an MVP of the playoffs. Right. And they name them after these names like the Bing and all these Lady of This and whatever. You know, that's not important. But they got all these different names for them, but they represent something else 
because we go back and forth on who should have been the MVP. If you had an MVP of the playoffs, there would probably be no doubt you would come down and you'd probably say, okay, it's either LeBron or KD. Right. And, and they would have a good argument for either one of them. But this James Harden thing, him being kind of exposed two years in a row in playoffs where he didn't show and didn't get his team over the hump, it kind of detracts from his MVP. I mean, the, the I same thing was the same backlash that Steph got for winning MVP and not winning MVP in the finals. And then the next year, is 73-win team losing. So I think if they did this thing and, and reshape these categories on what an MVP is and what an MVP playoff is, I think it would be better. That's just my opinion on and that. And also, the I guess, <laughs> the wardrobe of Harden takes away from it as well. Right, that's a whole nother. I'm going to say that <laughs> yeah, for something later on. That. Yeah, that, that's, that's something else. He's looking like something off of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be kidding me. G, your thoughts on the NBA ceremonies? Uh, well, uh, I agree with, with what Hancock said, and I would also add they're trying to catch up to the NFL as far as the exposure, right? Right. Um, you know, having their own having well, well the NFL had a, a separate awards ceremony, and we should do it too. And it was weird that the NFL does it to because with their awards, it's different publications that have different NFL awards. So there was really no definitive answer until they had the NFL honors. The NBA didn't have that problem. Right. So it's, it's unnecessary. It should be awarded, uh, you know, as they, as they did before during, during the playoffs, you know, if it's, you know, the morning of a game or something, a, a short ceremony. Uh, and, you know, I, it's not anything that anybody really asked for. Right. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, story number three. Um, G, your boy Jameis Winston suspended for the first three games of the season due to a ride share experience. And I'm pretty sure you can uh, uh, add a little bit to this and your thoughts. This is a story that's it's happened several times before. Uh, fortunately, it wasn't worse if this if this did indeed happen. Right. Um. I guess the I still have, even though this happened and it looks like everything points to it was a po- is possible that it happened. I still don't agree with how the NFL went about investigating this, right? Uh, because I believe there's a point where uh, Ronald Darby was a, a, a witness, and maybe he didn't see what happened because he was in a different on a different trip with, with James, and then there was. Um, Another former player, Brandon Banks, who's now in jail, appealing <laughs> a sexual assault case, and he, um, the NFL wanted to talk to him, and he said, "Okay, I'll talk to you if I have my lawyer present." And then they never called him back. Wow! So it's like the how I've said of this about the NFL before, to where they think they're better than law enforcement, and then it still looks incomplete. <laughs> It's still an incomplete investigation. <laughs> Not that I'm going against the word of the of the victim, of the alleged victim, but I felt like the NFL would do better as far as investigating this. Or in some way did they like the Jameis take a plea deal? He's like, I, I will I will say I did something, but I'm not going to admit everything. That's why he only got three games probably instead of six. It's it still just leaves a whole lot of questions and 
nobody has any credibility in this case at all. Yeah. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're up. <laughs> Over under nine interceptions in those three games for Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> And I think they play with Philly, Pittsburgh, and One New Orleans. Yeah, I didn't think it is New Orleans. Wow. And that's it's just this NFL, man, keeps stepping in it, man, because for one thing, they never stay with the definition of what sexual harassment is. It's supposed to be six games, boom, cut and dry. Cut and dry. But then you come out and you kind of cloud the whole thing by detracting some of the games or, you know, reducing, reducing some of them. So what are you saying? He – Halfway felt on him. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes no sense, man. And it's like, again, you know, Trump better be glad the NFL not in charge of him because he's got all these sexual harassment charges and nothing happened. Exactly. But NFL, this this was no police, nothing. He's never brought, no charges brought up, nothing, whatever. I mean, nothing except that his account got suspended, which caused, I think, TMZ or one other uh, publication or whatever to Probably go inside. <clears throat> Excuse me, and find out about it, right? And you know why the NFL said is because he didn't report the incident. That's why they're on it. Right. If he would have reported, they're saying maybe this wouldn't happen. So he need to report something that really never happened or may have happened, which there was no police, nothing involved. So he's even if if he didn't do it, we know what's happening. He getting OJ by stealing his own stuff because they're getting him for something else. <laughs> and the story exa- was that he was so drunk, he probably doesn't remember what happened. He may have blacked out, right? And if he, and it, <laughs> that doesn't excuse it, but exactly. Still, but if he, he doesn't, it, that's fine. But I just, it's just so, it's so cloudy, man. It just makes no sense to me how you can just go and say, okay, we're gonna give him three games. But you know, Jameis is he's due for a big payday next year. I think right at twenty million or something. Well, uh, well, the I know there's a fifth year, yeah, uh, fifth year option. Well, and I think it's up to like a twenty million dollar payment. So this year, rather than him fight this or whatever, he said, "Well, let me take this L right now, and hopefully prove myself, and then get that payment the next year." So that's that's probably behind why he was so, you know, quick to settle for the three games. Mm. NFL, uh, story number four, NFL released their top 10 of the top 100 uh, a couple of days ago. And I'm trying to get this up. I got the top 10. You got the top 10? All right, run it down for me real quick. All right, 10 to 1, uh, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller, Drew Brees, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley. Uh, So number five, Le'Veon Bell, four, is Julio Jones, three Carson Wentz, two Antonio Brown, and one Tom Brady. All right, and any problems with the top ten? I mean, we'd had to go down and see who all they left off. I mean, but I mean, it was. just to look and see. I mean, you can't argue with none of these names. They're good names. Right. You know, except, you know, we don't know what Carson Wentz really, you know, he had a good start to his career, but we don't know if he's on that level to be third overall. Or to be yeah. third in front of Rodgers, yeah, which mean, is it's 10. just kind of, you know, it's, it's all subjective anyway. Right. Aaron Donald is said to be the best defensive lineman in the game. And if that's the case, if he's the best defensive, there's some people saying he's the best defensive player, not just lineman right. in the game. So how is he behind all these other people? Especially like a Wentz who we don't, who's incomplete. Yeah. You know, so I, this is all just conjecture and, 
you know, how they feel about these people at that time. So, you know. Are you surprised that Russell Wilson didn't get? He right outside it, though. He's like 11. Yeah, but he had such an MVP season yeah, with what he had. He's got to have it again <laughs> for them to have a chance this year, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there there were a lot of names that I looked at. You know, I can't recall off the top of my head now because I just wrote down the 10, but there were some surprises that I was seeing. with. That's a little far back for those guys, I thought, yeah. when I looked at the top 10. But, you know, I guess you got you had to put Brady from the, the year he had, and he threw for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. Man. Yeah. You know, against a good good team, so yeah, no doubt about it. Um, surprised that I don't know where you would put him, but I think Russell Wilson and David Johnson has a has an argument to be top ten. Yeah, I think they. I think Johnson is forgotten about because the injury happened so early in the, you know the season last year, and there were so you know the hopes were. The anticipation and the expectations on his season was so high, high yeah. for him to get Especially injured. Especially for the fantasy owners. Right. <laughs> he had a lot of hype. You know, like Deshaun Sean Watson this year right. is, is the number one quarterback in fantasy. In fantasy, right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that that hype is something serious. Yeah, that, that train will, will roll. G, yeah, uh, you got any problems with the top ten? Uh, or you just like, well, yeah. It, I think – um, Oh, Wentz is like way too high. Like he's the second best quarterback in the league. I mean, I understand he was on his way to an MVP season, but this was year two, and you know, with a new with a new coach, and right. you know, just just a little bit of continuity. Uh, we'll have to see how he responds to the injury, but I just felt all along this is a prisoner of the moment list. Uh, there are some players to where. They, they like David Johnson. He was hurt, so you know he's totally forgotten about. Uh, Odell Beckham was somewhere in the eighties or nineties, wow. and we know how good he is. Right. So it's basically ranked on what you have done lately, and that's the kind of league the NFL is. So uh, you take this with a grain of salt or a pinch or whatever. No salt at all, but <laughs> probably uh, no salt. But uh, it's it's really just an in the moment kind of list. Yeah, and um, and I guess they're they're succeeding with what they need to do because we're here talking about it, and everybody else is yeah, as no well. Doubt about so it. I guess that's they just want us to start a conversation. As I as I'm looking at Cam Newton, forty what is forty four for him? No, twenty five. I'm sorry, I thought he was in twenties. Twenty five, and Travis Kelsey is twenty six. I mean, it's. I mean, it's it's so subjective. AJ Green seventeen, and Chandler Jones twenty eight. It's that's that's just kind of wild for all I'm concerned. All right, but let's go wrap up our hot news. Uh, brought to you by our good old friends that were at the Big Easy Grill. Once again, uh, eleven ninety three Carl Your Road. If you want to get some good old New Orleans seafood, please get over to our friends at the Big Easy Grill. When we come back. We got the buy and sell from our guy, G-Money, and we'll see what's on the docket for this week. We'll see if the balls are on here again. You listen to Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. We'll be back with more Sports Roundtable. 
on the real real 1100 a.m what's up this your man d will the coach here on behalf of real talk tees real talk tees is for the players geniuses and bosses for those who hustle for the fresh and for the iconic Real Talk Tees is urban, affordable, vintage t-shirts to help you express yourself. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com to order yours today. So how about this? You got a specific mood in mind? Custom orders are available also to help you and yours stand out. So visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com where what's real lasts forever. Are you looking for a new, pre-owned, or used car to get you around the city or simply from point A to point B? Look no further. Jay's Used Cars is the place to be. Jay believes your job is your credit, and no matter what your situation is, Jay will get you in a car. Visit Jay's at 3820 Lawrenceville Highway in Tucker and mention Sports Roundtable, get a 10% discount. Go to jaysusedcars.com to check out the inventory. Jay's Used Cars, where they stack them deep and sell them cheap. Sports Roundtable. Would you babysit a two-year-old for one month straight without getting paid, or would you take a $3 pay cut for two months? Oh, I'm babysitting. Hell yeah, I'm babysitting. I'm babysitting. <laughs> Give me that little toddler. Yeah, I'm babysitting. Yeah. For a whole month straight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get the Benadryl out. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. You're drunk, man. Sleep. <laughs> Catch Sports Roundtable every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWE 1100 AM and SRTRadio.com. As sports fans, we all have a choice. We either buy. Or sell. Okay. Sell it all. All right. Welcome back to Sports Roundtable on the Real 1100 AM. And it's time for a buy or sell segment brought to you by Real Talk Tees. Visit realtalktees.bigcartel.com to get your custom ordered shirts or one of D Will's original designs today. All right. So the first. Uh, item on the docket has a sound clip with it, so we're gonna play that and uh, get your guys' take on it. Saw this, and I'm like, oh, Baker, you're playing Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. Now watch this, Baker, and you throw a touchdown. And instead of, now, I don't like this. I'm gonna tell you right now. How come you're not what? Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there, and then straight back to our sideline. What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Do oh, that. okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no. have to go to the sideline. You You're not going to go to you a didn't. hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go. Well, you're after- acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline. This is a, a five-second clip of you showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there. I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game. I was. All right. 
Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm go watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't the fact great. I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here or what? Um it is a no, I don't think that. I think you I think sometimes your judgments just a tad off and I think the NFL's a judgment league cuz the, the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really really tight and really really small. You got to make decisions really really fast. In college, you got that Orlando Brown guy, got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it. The celebration? Do you I, see what people do in the league now? <laughs> celebration wise? Hip thrusting, not a fan. I'm not a big fan of hip thrusting. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like when Antonio Brown's doing that stuff. I'm not into it. You know what? Have you, do you have your celebration? Uh, no, I have nothing. I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'll start with you, Hancock. Do you buy or sell uh, Colin Cowherd's backpedaling on that? Wow. <sighs> I'm selling Colin Cowherd, and I'm not really a Baker Mayfield fan, and I won't be an apologist, but anytime you got swag or anything resembling the brother, him, Manziel, whatever, you got problems, and that's just the way it is. Um, yeah, he, he backpedals some, but yeah, I, I ain't buying Colin at all, no way. <laughs> H.O., what do you think? Uh, he backpedaled a little bit, but... It really shouldn't be nothing to backpedal about because I don't think Colin has played any NFL or any college football. I don't think he, he even understands what even being a teammate is. Uh, this, to me, shows you that we are in the dead period in sports and there is nothing else to talk about other than a five-second clip of showing Baker Mayfield that he ran away from his teammate. Oh, he, he showed the clip and running from the police too. <laughs> he's an equal opportunity defender. He killed uh, Baker, man. He was, but he's been killing Baker since he played football all last year. He, he that's one dude that if you get on his bad side, he killed Mike Vick for years till Mike became media, right? And right. now he, you know, he kisses up to Mike. But that's Colin Cowherd. Anything he can do to be opposite to sell and make his. Make yeah. him get clicks. That's what he does. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he he moonwalked a little bit on this, but uh, this is typical of him and, and how he does. And if Baker makes a player of the week, then he'll be back on his side again and his ass as if this never happened and we'll never see or hear this clip again, but we will have it. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of anyway all right uh well that's why i brought it up i know we, <laughs> uh, we're not a fan of his on this show no. uh all right so the next story here uh comes from the college football slash college basketball world and that is uh well jim harbaugh is always uh trying to Get something going. Uh, I believe one show referred to him as the Kanye West of college football. (laughs) Always stirring something up. And he has invited former Michigan basketball player Chris Webber to serve as an honorary captain. Uh, Of course, as you know, Chris Webber was uh, involved in a scandal while he was at Michigan. And he was actually banned from being associated with the school for 10 years. That ended five years ago. 
So uh, I'll start with you, H.O. Buy or sell Chris Webber returning to Michigan as an alumnus? I buy it. Um, Sad that it took a football coach to make this happen. Um, This does more for Harbaugh in the Michigan program, in my opinion, than it does for anything that should have been squashed anyway. Because this in itself says that if Harbaugh can get Chris Weber to come to Michigan, even after five years after he could have returned, Harbaugh has probably added another year or two to his contract because everybody wants to see Chris Weber come back to Michigan as an honorary captain, and this going to be the town will shut down for this particular situation. So uh, I'm buying that he's coming back. And I'm buying uh, the fact that uh, it's about time. Uh, I think we're well over our 40s at this particular point. So whatever has happened at Michigan and the, the little, you know, the, the, the squirmade between him and Jalen and all the rest of the Fab Five guys, man, let's go ahead and squash this and, and get this over with. Hancock? Yeah, I'm buying that he's able to come back. I wish he and Jalen would bury the hatchet. You can still, I heard the interview with uh, another show with he and Reggie Miller when they were pubbing this new Kyrie movie, but you can still tell there's there's a, a big divide between he and Jalen Rose. And, you know, I don't know if they can get past this, and it's a shame because you can't tell the history now of college basketball without mentioning the Fab Five. five. I mean, they were that impactful during that time uh, for the culture, for how, you know, we looked upon. It really brought out how they were really being, you know, used as for money. They, right. they used all this, these young guys and, and sold all this, you know, all this paraphernalia and did all this stuff and got all this money for the university. But it really brought to light how nobody was making money but the school exactly. and the NCAA. And Nike. And Nike and all that. <laughs> but more than that, I think this kind of pushes and opens the door for Chris to get his due in the in the Hall of Fame because there's no way he shouldn't be in. If you go back and look at what he did through co- – and the Hall of Fame is a basketball achievement. They're not based on one criteria of basketball, not, not just college, not, not overseas, not pro, whatever. It's the whole basketball realm. Right. And – there's no way you can keep him out with what he did college-wise and what he did. But see, he brought a whole franchise. Kids, uh, there should be a different story. He should have an NBA title right? if it wasn't for the officiating in a game between he and the Lakers. And, you know, I think that chapter of him getting in the Hall of Fame now can be written. I think they'll soften toward him. He's already part of the media, but... They still held him out because of that divide with that that Michigan thing, I believe. Yeah. And I think this bridges that gap and gets him in. All right. Uh, the next story here comes from also the college football world uh, and also involving Michigan, for, but for a different reason. So uh, when in the process of recruiting, rival schools may uh, talk some trash against each other and try to discourage a recruit from going to a certain school for certain reasons. 
So uh, Sam Webb, who runs Michigan's 247sports.com website, said on his radio show that Notre Dame tried to discourage a foreign-born recruit from going to Michigan by pointing to the high, the high crime rate in Detroit. Oh. Uh, for those of you who did not major in geography, Ann Arbor <laughs> is about 45 miles away from Detroit. But <laughs> uh, uh, from uh, this was written by, this is the quote that they got. It said, young man, parents of young man, you got to be aware over there in Ann Arbor. Have you seen the high, the crime rates in Detroit? Have you seen the murder rates, the violent crime rates in Detroit? It just might not be a safe environment in Ann Arbor. So, um, Notre Dame thinks that Ann Arbor and Detroit are in the same place. Mm. So, uh, do you, I'll start with you, Hancock, do you buy or sell this tactic? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> um, I think, and it goes to show, I think these recruiting people or whatever you want to call them do whatever it takes to get a kid in there. And this, I mean, it goes from, we talked about the AAU stuff. Right. But this is not just something that happened. Chris, Chris Carter said today, when they asked him, what did he do with his first check? That, you know, when he really made some money, he said, you talking about when I was at college or when I was in the NFL, my first check? <laughs> so that lets you know how crooked this thing has been for so long. And I think, you know, whatever tactics are out there, they're going to use them. You know, and, you know, be honest, your school is going to get some negative stuff now, but what's going on with Wendell Carter Jr.? Other other programs are going to use that, and it's 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 all par for the course. I think they're going to do it. Is it right? No. Is it going to happen? Yeah, I'm buying it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, H.O., do you buy or sell that Notre Dame actually knows where Detroit is? <laughs> I buy that they know. But I also think that their response would should have been, well, have you seen the crime rate in Gary, Indiana? Yeah, Michigan might use that. I mean, because it's fair, right? I mean, pretty fair. much the okay. same thing. Or if they want to be correct with geography, they could they would reference Chicago. That too. The South, South Bend's right there. Right, year. exactly. So you got... Gary, Indiana on one side, Chicago on the other side, South Bend sits in the middle. Have you seen the crime rate in that? And, you know, um, I don't think it's cheating per se, but I do buy the fact that you can throw it out, but it's up to the individual to know (laughs) geographically where these places are. And if you've taken a visit, then you can see it for yourself. I mean, you know, some of this is just, they just pulling out all the stunts. All the stunts. They just pulling them all out. So I'm buying the fact that, you know, you can actually use it if you can get away with it. It could actually deter me because it's almost like that's a 45-minute lie that you're telling me, basically. Because Ann Arbor is almost from... From here to Griffin, Georgia. So, pretty much. Um, so, our uh, last story here comes from the Big Three. And uh, they had their first weekend, uh, their, their week one this past weekend. 
and uh, Nate Robinson uh, showed out for um, in several levels. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it was announced today that the big three will allow the players to use CBD, otherwise known as cannabis oil, to treat <laughs> any uh, any injuries, any ailments. Uh, so, uh, Ho, uh, do you buy or sell that this is a good idea? Well, first of all, let me just say this: if they are legalizing that, I'm gonna have to tell D. Will he cannot try out for the Big Three. That's the first thing. Second is I'm gonna buy it because obviously it's it's a part of this hip hop hip hop culture. And that is almost like a recruiting tool in itself. And I'm just trying to figure out is the the Nelly Kush will be on par to be so <laughs> within the big three. <laughs> but I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Hancock? Yeah, I buy it, man. I think with all the drugs and everything that... <laughs> <laughs> that they legalize, that they take, which have been, you know, shown to be bad effects on your internal organs. You know, you look at what happened with Alonzo, Alonzo Morning. Right. He almost died from, you know, all the stuff on that. And then they can be addictive also. Look at uh, my boy Brett Favre. <laughs> you know, he was on those painkillers. And a lot of them, when they get through playing, they don't. So, I mean, from what I understand, the cannabis thing is a better alternative. For pain and for whatever, since it's supposed to be from the earth, I guess as long as you don't lace it <laughs> and put other stuff in with it. I, I guess somebody, man, I think it's probably the first step toward, well, if they tested these people anyway, they probably wouldn't be able to play anyway. Because this is this is the big three. Exactly. And, I mean, Steven Jackson, them type of people you look at, you know, you just kind of feel like they might be taking some extracurricular activities. Amari Stoudemire. Yeah. So, Al Harrington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 With him and his grandmother. His grandmother, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And his grandmama swear by it now. She's, you know, she can read her Bible now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. That's what she said. I mean, she was, you know, having problems seeing and whatever. So, you know, oh, my, my eyes getting a little bad. So. <laughs> I might need to get a script. Uh, shout out to Trace on Facebook, man. She say, leave Gary in Indiana alone. All right. Oh, we are? <laughs> Completely. Yo, she can believe that. <laughs> we. Oh, boy. Coming in his best. <laughs> G, what else you got? I uh, just wanted to add that um, uh, this was a statement that was released today saying that the Big Three's uniquely positioned in a professional sports as a player-powered league that looks at our players as partners, not property. Uh, as a testament to our relationship with our players, we listen to their feedback on CBD as well as feedback from professionals in the regulatory and CBD industry and decided to take this major step to support their health. I think all they had to do was have one conversation with Al Harrington or Steven Jackson or just look at Amari Sotomayor <laughs> and, you know, kind of look at this being a good idea 
but <laughs> I and it, it may encourage more more players to want to play in the big three. Um, I think so. It won't be such a it's a, gr- uh, a recruiting tool for yeah, sure. Yeah, taking but it was the stigma out. It was entertaining actually. I, I can't wait to see some more Friday. It was yeah. good to me. I, I enjoyed it. All right, uh, but that'll do it for our buy or sell segment brought to you by Real Talk Tees. You can go to realtalktees.bigcartel.com to get your shirts today. All right. Appreciate that, G. That was pretty interesting, pretty fun, and uh, wow. Using, I, I never thought I'd see today, cannabis oil for recruiting. All right, we got some other news we want to talk about. Uh, just want to get you guys' thoughts on the Paul George All Access. Is it doing too much? Do you like it? The the the, the access that you have for him uh, for him to make a decision coming up here pretty soon. I think it's a three part series. And your thoughts on that? It's all bargaining, man. I, I really doesn't really matter. I think mm-hmm. it's it was the same thing with Chris Paul last year. You know, I saw one of his, one of his episodes. So, right. you know, depending on when this is aired, I'll probably only see one of Paul George's. It's not really, to me, it's more about a marketing thing. See if we can make money off of something. Because I don't think watching this is going to enhance his decision or help him make his decision with me watching it. You know, it's what access do I need from that? It makes gotcha. no sense to me. I mean... Well, it makes sense because if it makes money, it makes sense. It makes money, and that's what it's about. You know, with him being one of the biggest free agents this time this year, you know, it's a good time for him to make a little money, put his name out there, and say, "Hey, world, look at me!" Right, and that's what that's all it's about. You know, showing his, you know, upping his brand. That's all it's about. There it is. All right, man. On the phone, we got our our guru for cannabis oil, uh, co-host. A sports round table. D Will is on the phone. D Will, I know you probably heard me uh, say that you probably go to uh, the trial for the big three now. At least want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, little do y'all know. Uh, what's up? What, first of all, what up, crew? What up, what up, D Weezy? Weezy, help me get one of them scripts, baby. <laughs> My eyes bad. You know I got you, man. <laughs> I'm so utterly excited is y'all do know that uh a srt tenant uh that we interviewed live on the show mr james hollywood robinson is involved with the big three he runs the young three basketball camp right 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 i have reached out to him and let him know that i need a tryout (laughs) because if y'all can let it in i can now pass the test So I need to be in the big three. And and y'all already know what the name of the team gonna be. That's good, good good Reggie. Good good Reggie, baby. <laughs> Boy, you have to say, hey, so the the, the the NBA draft is 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 past us. Your thoughts on the draft, any surprises, and your thoughts on the Hawks. Uh the draft went pr- just about the way it should have went. Uh the one surprise uh, that I think that people aren't putting enough emphasis on at this point in time right now is Colin Sexton going to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe that was a great pick for Cleveland. Uh, I, and I really do believe that LeBron is on vacation right now contemplating his offseason just because he has that young bull on the team with him now. But as for the Hawks, uh, the Hawks did a pretty good job, uh, you know, for, for – 
for what they did uh, moving out of that third position, uh, you know, and picking up someone like Trey Young. And we know what the Hawks needed. The Hawks lack star power. They lack someone who could put butts in the seats and also make the game exciting by doing exciting, having exciting plays. And I believe Trey Young can be that. He can be that person that's going to shoot from 35 feet, and when he makes it, he'll make the crowd go ooh and ah. Um, picking up a guy like uh, the, the, the shooter, Hewitt, picking him up is going to be something that they really need. Uh, so you And you can tell that the Hawks, and uh, Lloyd Pierce were really, really, and Travis Slink, they were really focused on shooting yep. in the draft. They wanted to get a lot of shooting and wanted to be able to stretch the floor and do the things that they really were, weren't able to do with their uh, current personnel. Because, like you say, Torian Prince is not a shooter. Deontay Brimber is not a shooter. So to bring in those guys who can really shoot the ball from deep really gave them a different dynamic to the team, and hopefully it works out for them. And this rebuild mode that they're currently in, hopefully it, it turns the corner faster than they expect. All right, the offseason is upon us, uh, and I had some other news that was uh, that we were talking about, but I do want to get your thoughts on uh, the Lakers are now worried uh, that they need to go ahead and try to get this Kawhi uh, Leonard deal done and because they have seen Cavaliers, the Celtics, um, the Cavaliers, Celtics, and the 76ers have contacted the Spurs about trading for Kawhi, and now the Lakers are worried and trying to get this done before LeBron makes his uh, decision. Your thoughts about are the La- should the Lakers be worried and should the Lakers have any concerns? Uh, of course they should be worried, uh, but to be honest with you, this wasn't the offseason that they should be worried, all right, because – we understand understand that Kawhi's not up until next year. Right. Clay Thompson's not up until next year. So that was that is where their focus was. Just so happens that this year LeBron is available and they have an opportunity to get him. Paul George has already said that he wants to be in L.A. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has come out and said he wants to be in L.A. Uh, the Lakers just have to be patient at this point because to un- understand this, the, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, their first motive is to men defenses with Kawhi. Whether that's doable or not at this point in time, that's their number one option. And if their number two option, which is trading him, has to come about, you better understand they're going to want a handsome ransom for Mr. Kawhi Leonard. They're just not about to unload him for, for cap space or, or just some also-ran players just to fill the gap. If they're trading Kawhi Leonard, they're going to want everything plus more, okay? So I underst- I'm not understanding what all the hype is around it or about it because I don't believe the San Antonio Spurs are going to make this, this situation easy for anybody. For one, because they don't have to because they still have Kawhi under contract for one more year. And also, any team that he goes to, if he doesn't commit and say, I will sign with you guys long term, it's not going to be a lot of teams that will be smart enough to give up a bunch of assets for Kawhi Leonard, not knowing if he's going to sign back with them come next year, unless the Spurs are willing to do a sign and trade, which from all reports doesn't sound like they're willing to do at this point in time. So I'm not sure what the real trade opportunity is for Kawhi Leonard if he's not willing to say, hey, I'm going to sign with you long term, because it has been said that he's 
he's come out publicly and said, or I don't know if it's come out of his mouth or the uncle's mouth, but it has been said that Kawhi Leonard wants to be in L.A. So if he wants to be in L.A. and wherever he goes next year, he doesn't commit to, he'll be in L.A. in 2019. That's why I say the Lakers just are really sitting back and all the pressure that's being put on them is just because of the offseason. I don't believe it's a lot of pressure on them because regardless, they're going to get either Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, if not both, by next season. All right, another um, another NBA thought. Uh, coming out today, allegedly, James Harden said that he may not want to play with LeBron in Houston. Your thoughts on that? I can't blame him for saying that. <laughs> I, I was James Harden. I'm coming off winning the MVP award after two years of being the backup MVP and being the pseudo man in Houston that is James Harden's team, I wouldn't want LeBron either, especially when I was up 3-2, one game away from winning and going to the NBA Finals. I would say that same thing. I would be like, I don't want LeBron James because that two things are going to happen. That As soon as LeBron steps onto that into that franchise, he now becomes the man of that franchise, the face of that franchise. Number two, as soon as LeBron suits up and puts those tennis shoes on and laces, laces up those tennis shoes and puts on that uniform, he now becomes the number one option for that basketball team. So if I'm James Harden, and James Harden, for, for all accounts, has the right to really be feeling himself right now, I would sit back and say, I don't want LeBron James either. And I would <laughs> actually mean it if I said it, because I, this is my team, and I believe we can win with what we have right now. James, so Harden, James Harden. James Harden, don't you call him Kai Hurd and start moonwalking off that statement. <laughs> he, he, he just might. He just might. If he gets that next year and loses again and doesn't get back and doesn't get to the finals, he's gonna be moonwalking like Michael Jackson. R.I.P. Joe Jackson. You already know. All right, one more question before we leave. <laughs> you stupid. One more question before you leave. And uh I gotta get to take if you can give me thirty seconds on this real quick. Uh Kevin Durant. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, all played together on one team. Now they are yep. all MVPs on a different team. I have all one MVPs. How much did OKC blow the chances of winning the championship while all three of them were together, or do you think they blew any chances? Oh, man. They Jenna Jameson that thing <laughs> since we're talking about blowing it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Dave, ultimately blew it yes. to have those three caliber players on a team at one time and to be up and to be up in, in the NBA finals with a chance to beat Miami back and forth. They blew it from, I can't listen. I understand that they had one of with Sam Presti. He created an atmosphere in OKC and he was a great general manager for them. But I'm going to tell you right now, he blew that deal tremendously when he allowed James Harden to get out of OKC. All right? That was the first domino that failed. The first domino was was, was James Harden. You really couldn't do much about Kevin Durant because I believe the relationship between him and Russell Westbrook on the court had just been tarnished so much it was to a point of no return. But that was already after the big three had been broken up. Just imagine if those three were together now in in OKC because that's where they were, but anywhere in the NBA, we wouldn't be talking about Golden State right now. Yep, you're right about that. They will. We appreciate it, man. We got to get ready to go get the break. Got that house report coming up. Uh, make sure you keep checking in and stay tuned for that house report. Got E Dub calling in 
at the first uh, uh, first part of the second hour of the show. But one more question and one more thought before you leave. You know the Braves in first place, right? Yeah, man. I see they 45 and 36. <laughs> clap, 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 Braves. See, you ain't know I knew all that. I'm keeping up with them boys. I have been doing my homework. There you go. A.D. Will, thank hey, you. Hey, but listen, go I want to know, have y'all seen Dan Swanson give his uh, ode to the Migos? No, I haven't. Y'all need to go look it up. Go look it up. It's on the Migos Instagram page. Dansby Swanson gives a soliloquy on how much he is entwined and how him and the Migos are parallel. Oh, they're going to trade it out. him. Oh, wow. We're going to have to handle that. I with <laughs> Thanks for calling in, man. Stay safe on that road, bro. For sure, people. Oh, I love man. y'all, man. See y'all later. All right, bro. Later. There he is, man. D-Will, the coach calling in, giving us his. His thoughts. I see you, Deshaun Tate. I'm going to have to tell him that in private, obviously. But uh, when we get back, we got our house report. E-Dub calling in. Edwin Powell will be back. With this house report, man, we got to take a quick break. You listen to Sports Roundtable with SRT crew on the Real 1100, SRTRadio.com. Keep those ears locked to Sports Roundtable on the Real 1100 AM. You're tuned into WWE AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. The work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy, or more specifically, the feet work never stops at Bow Bell Basketball Academy. For boys and girls ages six and up, Atlanta's own Bo Bell has played and coached basketball all around the world and is here to share his philosophies, specifically how footwork is the foundation to be a complete basketball player. Visit CoachBowBell.com for details about upcoming camps or call 770-912-4104 for more information. Bo Bell Basketball Academy. Where feet work is key. Hi, my name is James Forrest. When I get my sports fix, I listen to the Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew in the real 1100 and srtradio.com. Flowing in they DNA. Damn you lame. If you ain't tuned to SRT today, HO got that payload when he say so. What you betting on? Don't get mad at me on fantasy. Break up Kyrie LeBron. I be smooth as sports superhero. Hancock in the mix. Deal with roll tie forever. Real talk, you know who he gon' pick. See where I be with SRT. Behind the glass, that G money. And when it's strong, I never lose. Six man elite, that's J Smooth. All you other sports radio shows, it's fake news. 
believe that. Turn, turn up your radios, cause it's time for SRT Radio. Yeah. What up, what up, what up? We are back. Sports Roundtable live. SRT Studios overlooking Atlantic Station. We are up in the penthouse. Doing our thing, I'm your humble host, H.O. for Bankhead. Of course, I got the sports superhero, Hancock, and G-Money behind the glass, and we are Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew. Jay Smooth is out getting his award, a six-man award, which Lou Williams actually won, but at least he tend- attended the ceremony. D-Will just called in and gave his enthusiasm about how excited he is about the Braves being in first place. <laughs> And how OKC has actually blown it. And if you didn't know, uh, OKC now has three MVPs that they actually played for OKC all at one time. That's It's, it's crazy when you think about the talent that they had. Uh, we also had some hot news uh, in the first part of the, the show. The buying sales off the chain and... And we still don't like Colin Cowherd. <laughs> I got a question for, for both of you. So, uh, Victor Oladipo won Most Improved Player. So, the last three winners of Most Improved Player were all in the 2013 draft. Oh. Uh, and we talked about it before, about kind of how trash that draft actually was. So, uh, with these guys winning the Most Improved Player, does it make the draft class any better? Now, this is the one that Anthony Bennett was the first pick. Oh, my God. Name, who were the three? Name name the guys. Uh, CJ McCollum, uh, McCollum, and Giannis. Okay, I, all three well, of those guys are good ball players, though. I mean, McCollum, I think the injury in his senior year kind of retarded his progress and made him slower to develop in the league. Um, there's no there's no excuse for Anthony Bennett being the first pick. Of the yeah, game. there's no excuse. that was just well, it, it. It or it just shows that. There were some players that that were sorely missed uh, because it took Oladipo a while to get get his his foot wet. They they separated themselves. This is what I say about the draft. Exactly. I wouldn't worry about the draft. I'm trying to find that player that's going to develop. Think if you had a C.J. McCullough or uh, Oladipo on your team right now. I agree. See, that's that's what I'm saying. These draft picks and whatever, yeah, I mean, you might hit on one. But I would I rather just try to find somebody whose game is to blossom. To answer your question, I don't think that draft. Anthony Bennett alone messes it up. <laughs> just by being himself. the first pick. Just by himself. You, you don't have the, the first 10 handed, do you? All right, give me just a second. Because I, I would like to know who all was in that. Only I can't deep, remember it Only Depot went at least <clears throat> six. Was he that high? I thought he was higher yeah, than that. Pretty high. Four? Uh, all right, so uh, Oladipo was number two. Yeah, I thought he oh, was. Oh, wow. Well, you know, they were comparing him to a Michael Jordan. I remember seeing okay. that. Yeah, wow. it, Dwayne Wade. I got those comparisons. Too. Right. Uh, and uh, Hancock's favorite player, Otto Porter. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. <laughs> then Cody Zeller, Alex Lynn, Nerlens Noel, Ben McLemore, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Trey Burke, and CJ McCollum was the 10th pick. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Bennett messed it up for everybody. He's not even. He didn't even. Live, he didn't even get through his rookie contract. That's sad. Got traded twice. Yeah, <laughs> during his rookie contract. That's sad. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right, man. We got to move on. And on the phone, get ready to talk about these hoax. We got our guy, our friend, friend of the family, 
Atlanta Zone, the Hawks beat Edwin Powell E Dub. Welcome to the show, baby. Boy, superhero, big H.O., what's up, baby, baby? What's, what's up, E-Dub? E-Dub? What's, what's happening going on? Everything good? Everything All right, man. Hey, let's get straight to it. Tell everybody where they can find your information first because we want this off the rip. <laughs> Hit me up at Hawksbeat, man. That's all one word. Twitter, Instagram is the same thing. Hit me up from at Hawksbeat, and uh, from there you can find everything I put out there. There you go. All right, so let's get straight to it. Uh, I know you've been listening to, to 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 the show and things of that nature. Couldn't wait to get to this segment. And uh, we had some folks that are in the liking and in the favor of what the Hawks have done so far. I want to get your, uh, your thoughts on what the Hawks did and the strategy that they used. Well, I was on last week with you guys, and you guys heard me. I was all about Jaron Jackson. I was all about defense. Right. But I'm going to put it to you like this in layman's terms. Travis Slink, when he became the GM, he bought a foreclosure, mm. which was the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. And in that foreclosure, he came in, he saw everything was busted and bombed out and depleted. The offense was not efficient. There was no defense. The, the, the sewers need fixing. The pipes need fixing. <laughs> and so, you know, he looked at it from a standpoint, well, look, I'm going to address the offense right now. Personally, I would have been – I would have addressed the defense first. He said, okay, I'm going to go offense. And while he did that, he was able to pick up additional assets for next season. Once he made the Trey Young pick and, and, and saw that, you know, we got another first rounder with that, I was like, man, you get Trey and a first rounder with that? I was cool with it. Like, if he would have just made the pick straight up, we would have had some problems. Mm-hmm. But in this draft, the three guys that he got definitely addresses the offensive need because the Hawks do not have any shooters on that squad. You get some shooters, you try to develop them. This is like phase one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a while, guys. So um, I think he did a great job. Gotcha. Um, with Law Pierce being uh, a defensive guy, though, even though you drafted offense, do you think he's thinking that as long as the guys are willing, I can teach them how to play team defense? Let me tell you something, man. One thing I know about Law Pierce, he hasn't even been here quick. I was at the press conference when they introduced the rookies. Lloyd Pierce was giving coaching drills to Trey Young's uh, Trey Young's little brother, who was eight years old. <laughs> mm. Trey Young's little brother's out there shooting. Lloyd Pierce was out there in his in his tie and his suit, you know, teaching them how to shoot. And you know, Lloyd Pierce is a coach, and he the one thing he's going to do this season, he's going to coach them boys to the best of his ability. You know, I mean, look. Everybody coming in has deficiencies. And, and he said this to me. He said, everyone coming in has deficiencies, especially the young guys. They got to get bigger. They got to get stronger. They, you know, everybody has to play better defense. And he knows that. He's aware of that. So um, I think he's going to do I think he's going to do the best he can. And he's definitely going to coach these guys to play a little defense. Gotcha. All right. So let's talk about Trey Young. Trey Young's at the Braves game throughout the first pitch the other night. Uh, looked like he was, he threw up a little rainbow or whatever the case may be. But that's neither here or there. What everybody's excited about, and I want to ask you, how do you see attendance being at Phillies Arena knowing that Trey Young will be dropping trays in Phillies Arena this year? Well, let me tell you this, man. We talked about it a little bit after the show last week. Uh, Trey Young, out of all those top 10 guys, Trey, Trey Young probably has the most juice. You know what I'm saying? You know, one thing about one thing Atlanta likes 
it's juice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the, the first three-pointer he hits from like five feet beyond the arc, let me tell you something. These fans are going to fall in love with him. It's going to be a nice, brand-new state-of-the-art stadium. And um, I, I think that he's got that little that little bit of juice that's going to that's gonna bring the fans down there, you know? Yep. Um, I think the Hawks got about 20-something million to spend, I think, in the cap space or whatever the case may be. You got guys like, uh, what's my guy out in Portland? Okay, I don't know, but the guy I want to talk about is Avery Bradley. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about we got Avery Bradley as a free agent. Uh, Jabari is a restricted free agent. And the guy out in Portland, the center. Nurkic. Oh, the, Nurkic. Oh, they not letting him out, though. Yeah, uh, he, he's available as well. <laughs> so uh, I just want to ask you, what type of free agents do you think or will we go after uh, just having just like $20 million in the caps? Because I think uh, Deadman opted in his $7 million and Muscala with the five. So that took up the $12 million that we could have possibly had. Yeah. Um, Hawks have three roster spots open for the most part. Um, we asked Travis. Well, I didn't ask. Well, a buddy of mine asked him during the press conference. And in layman's terms, he was like, look, man, don't be waiting around 12 o'clock for us to make the first move. <laughs> you know, he's like, we're going to see what the market is. But I don't really envision them making any big moves. I think they're going to use that captain to take on another bad contract and maybe gather some more assets. Again, Travis is all about gathering assets. We already have another three first-round picks for next year. And the thing about first-round picks, I was talking to Sean Powell of NBA.com, and he said the thing about the thing about draft picks is that you can keep them and you can trade them. So uh, you could look at one of those draft picks being moved for, for Dennis Schroeder if things get bad or whatever, but – I don't really foresee the Hawks being a big player at all in these uh, free agencies. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, how do you think the type of season, do you think we finish a little below 500? Do you think we back in the lottery next year? Or how do you kind of see this going? Or we just kind of got to play it by ear? Oh man, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose some games. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's there's going to be signs of promise. Okay. Uh, I really believe that John Collins is gonna be a better player. I believe that you're gonna see flashes of Trey Young. I think that there's going to be room for excitement. But again, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and uh, I think that you're going to because it doesn't really benefit them to go out and win right now. I don't think they really have the tools to go out and win a lot right now. Right. Um, I think there'll probably be another lottery team. Maybe toward I doubt they'll get a top three pick again, but um, who knows? I think they'll be very, very bad defensively. And uh, when, you, when you give it the booty like that defensively, man, you ain't going no ball game. Yeah. Well, you did mention, you know, this that Trey Young will, you know, be shooting these long-distance cars or whatever. What are they going to do with Schroeder, man? Are they going to try to move him before the years? Oh, I know you said maybe use some assets to maybe move him, whatever. You think they'll try to just wait till maybe the, the trade deadline or whatever to try to get him out of there? Or how do they go about playing he and Trey together? I mean, is Trey a player that you're going to bring off the bench? What What's going to go on in that situation? Well, I talked to two guys that were pretty much plugged into the organization, and, and they were pretty much saying that the thought is there's really no rush to move Dennis right now. There's really no rush. I mean, you got to think when when the Warriors drafted Steph Curry, they still have Monte Ellis on the team. They True. they were going to move Monte, but 
for that first year, they kept Monte around until they found the right move for him. I think that's what similarly what they're going to do. Dennis knows what the deal is. He understands that he's now in a position that Jeff Teague was in when he first came here. So, um, and, I've, and I've spoken to more than one person. The Hawks have this, 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 this feeling that the house isn't burning yet. So there's no really dire move to really move Dennis just yet. Everybody and their mama know that he's going to get moved. Right. <laughs> it may be trade deadline, but, I mean, I don't think they're going to do anything drastic to move him by the beginning of the season. Okay. Cool. All right, one more question before you uh, before we let you go. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the draft picks and things of that nature, but I do have to address uh, the guys that's currently on the team, like a Muscala, Prince, Bembry, and things of that nature. Uh, we really haven't seen Bembry kind of take off or whatever the case may be. Prince kind of showed some promise last year. Um, and then you got Tyler Dorsey. He kind of showed some flashes or whatever the case. Then you still got Isaiah Taylor. So out of those guys that are returning, which guy do you think would be the guy to step up and be uh, what they need him to be for this year? Well, I've always been big on DeAndre Bemery, but the man hasn't put together an NBA season since he got in the league. Uh, From a standpoint of uh, a ceiling and as far as the talent, He's much more talented than, than Torian Prince. Um, he's a better defender. He's a great playmaker. He can. He, he he's not a good shooter, but he's a good, he's a decent scorer. Um, he's a really good passer. He does so many things. He's so versatile. But the man cannot stay healthy. Mm. Um, last year we saw Torian Prince step up, especially with the scoring. Again, Torian Prince not a good defender, not a good shooter, but he was a good scorer. So. Um, I really hope DeAndre, DeAndre Bimery has a full 82-game season because this is contract year, man. They need it out of him. He don't have that 82-game season, man. It's, it's, it's back to the G League or where he came from, bro. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, my, the guy I'm pulling for is DeAndre Bimery, but if not him, then probably Prince. Okay. E-Dub, when we look at Baysmore and what, what he does bring as far as a basketball player, is it that his contract is just such a bad contract you won't be able to move him because he's a good – Defensive player can score, so he would seem to be an asset for a team that may be able to contend. Is it just that his contract is too big? Well, here's the thing: I'm I'm higher on base more than a lot of people. You're paying him 15 million, which isn't a lot of money. Um, there's a lot of guys in the NBA who is making a lot more than base more and giving you a lot less. Base more right now is unequivocally the leader of this Hawks team. He is an asset to this team, I believe. He was the only player that was there when the players, were the, uh, when the rookies were introduced. He was there. He was there with the coach. He was talking. He was introducing himself to the players and their family, just doing leadership-type stuff. I can tell you last year he was single-handedly responsible, responsible for about five of the Hawks' wins, just closing them out. So while he may have deficiencies on you know, being what he is and he signed that contract, and he gets a lot of flack from that. He's un- unequivocally right now the Hawks' best player. So if they held on to Bays, I'm okay with it. Um, I know that he's not a Travis guy, so his name's probably going to be on rumors. But I like Bays, and you got to pay somebody, you know. So $15 million, he's not breaking the bank. They have money to spend. So, um, But, you know, he's not a Travis guy, so it remains to be seen. Well, I like what you said part of the way, but you said he was responsible for some wins. He probably kept him from being one or two in the draft there. 
That in itself might have been a fact. point now when he won a couple games down the stretch, we were like, wait a minute. Come on, man. Exactly. Hey, E-Dub, man, we thank you for calling in. And as always, great talking with you, bro. Uh, please follow uh, follow E-Dub at HawksBeat on social media and go to the website, HawksBeat.com. And we'll talk to you soon, E-Dub. We appreciate it, bro. Peace and blessings, brothers. Y'all be good. Right, Absolutely. Yeah. He is. He does, man. That house report uh, said we got to be patient. Um, phase one, he said. So yeah, it's a rebuild. Be no doubt about it. It's a rebuild. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a re. Yeah, it's um, feels like FEMA. <laughs> but I would want to get Trey as much time as I can, man. So that's that's the only thing that hurts is that. You got German chocolate there, man. Yeah, so. it's going to be a lot of blowout, so he'll yeah. be in the game. I guess so. Okay, you can, neither one of them can play the two. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Even though it's positionless basketball. I agree. All right, now it's, now it's really time to get into our hottest roundtable with the roundtable discussion because we're about to talk off-season basketball. All right, G, let's go ahead and jump into this roundtable discussion. The Roundtable Discussion. What are we talking about? Roundtable Discussion sponsored by our good old friend, Bo Bell. Bo Bell Basketball. Just had a birthday this past week. Happy birthday, Bo Bell. Bo Bell. I called him and talked to him, man. He was he was proud and smiling and things of that nature. But if you're uh if you need uh if your kids need any basketball enhancement, please go to Coach Bell, Bo Bell Basketball. For all the enhancements, please contact him for basketball training. Well, he says feet work is key. All right, Han. Um, first off on this NBA offseason, uh, we did talk maybe some LeBron, things of that nature last week. But coming out now, uh, obviously the, the the Lakers are worried with the, with the Kawhi deal and things of that nature. But now I'm hearing – that Brooklyn is clearing space to possibly go after Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. Mother Max, exactly. That's because they're best friends. Right. I kind of touched on that last week. If you you remember did. When they talked about that. Yeah, that was a, a good lead, though, wasn't it? Right. You mean, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what I'd heard with them doing that, bringing Kyrie in is, is really a no-brainer. Like, we talked about him being from that area, so – there's really nothing with the Celtics that's holding him there. You know, that wasn't even one of the franchises that he wanted, that he asked to go to. So that just was, it was almost like it fell into his lap for him to go to a contender. And that good of a situation being that he forced his way out of Cleveland. So for him to go to a franchise like Brooklyn, who's just waiting on a star, you know, they're right next door to the what they call the mecca of basketball and in New York, but think about the electricity. Remember when they first brought Brooklyn in, when right. they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn, how it was just electric that they had a team there and they were, you know, playing Biggie and all this kind of stuff, and they just need somebody to get behind. They got some young pieces there, but they don't have a star. Right. So to bring in a player like Kyrie and, he, you know, we were talking about Minnesota and how they brought in people. Jimmy Butler is a free agent next year. So yep. that would probably be a fit. He and, like you said, Kyrie are boys. 
So that is a possibility, and and they're really clear. I think they cleared up sixty three million in cap space. Yeah, with the trade and whatever they pulled off by getting Dwight, who they're probably going to buy out. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're doing it. They're trying to get these books clear to do it. I think it's a good move. So I got to ask you, G. Um, we know the kind of financial situation that Brooklyn was in when they had Paul Pierce, Kev, Kevin uh, Garnett, and uh, did Ray didn't go, did he? No, Ray, Ray went okay. through. Okay. Went yeah, that's right. Miami, Miami already. Yeah, that's why they mad at him. But anyway, um, your thoughts on how how they was able to clear that cap space and clear all of that out uh, within, I mean, we talking about what, four or five years? Well, they they made these trades. When they traded for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, they traded for Jason Terry. Uh they made that big trade for Darren Williams. They don't have any draft picks. <clears throat> nah. So they were taking on these big contracts, but they couldn't draft anybody. So eventually, if they just made a few more trades and they you know, didn't have to have draft picks, which they didn't have anyway, they're going to end up clearing a lot of cap space. So trading for when they traded for Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell – who knows what they're going to do with D'Angelo Russell if they're going to keep him or not, and especially if they're you know if they want Kyrie or Jimmy Butler, and then they just traded Miles Golf away because he had two years left on his contract. The White had one year left, but they're going to buy him out anyway. So they're basically doing what they can because they traded all, traded away all their draft picks. And they had Joe Johnson. They, they got had from Joe the Johnson. House. Yeah, right. Wow, that was and they got they got rid of Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. So they don't have to pay him either, right? So and uh, so they cleared that book. They, they cleared, cleared the books, books. yeah. And that's what they did because they had mortgaged the future by going with all those old old vets trying to win. Right then, they got Prokhorov to sign off. Sign well, off. Well, G it. said they he got they got fleeced. Again. They did. They did. <laughs> did you look Boston at all the them? the picks that they? That those yeah, like people it, became, it ended up be, being like Draymond, yeah, and Jalen Brown is one of them. It was it was a whole it was a whole team that could contend right now. So do they do they get a ring for, <laughs> from from Golden State? Nah, <laughs> nah. They they uh they were the Minnesota Vikings of the NBA when they traded all their picks for Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah and Dallas exactly. built that dynasty. <laughs> so it was the same way for the Celtics. It's crazy. It the same thing. All right, let's talk about the <clears throat> the Austin Rivers trade. Uh, if you hadn't heard, Austin Rivers has been traded to the Washington uh, Wizards for uh, disgruntled uh, Gortat. What's Marcin? Marcin Gortat. Polish uh, Hammer. Yeah, Polish does, Hammer. Does that mean that? Doc is on his way out, or does it mean that Jerry West is putting his stamp down in LA? That's what it and, means. And <laughs> West put his stamp down. Yeah, because they, they just didn't they just extend Doc? I think he just got a more. Yeah, they, uh, they, they just they got Doc. demoted and extended. And he got money. Yeah. So hey, you know, and it's not like they threw his son out on the street. He's still in the NBA. Right. He well. still got his money. So you know, I think the family's still okay. They can see oh, each other on Christmas. It's and, no and, and and reports, Wall, Rivers, and Kimba is working out together, all three. Okay. And Wall made the phone call to Washington to say we need to get this guy. Well, I'm, I'm still thinking Washington might make a deal and break that Bradley Beal thing up and because I don't think it fits. I just, for some reason, 
I can see Bill being some kind of way moved to get Boogie Cousins in to play with Wall. I could see that happening. Well, you know, Wall and Gortat kind of yeah, that's didn't know. really yeah. see eye to eye. But Wall and Boogie do. They played together in college. Yeah, yeah and that, from yeah. what I hear, there might be some phone calls made there. So, hey, I mean. But him and Bill and got tight, though. Who? Wall. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was shots being would, taken last year with it that. It would make it, it would, it would be, uh, it would, the trade makes sense to trade Beal to New Orleans for Cousins. Do it as a sign and trade. Right. New Orleans could use a shooting guard to maybe take the pressure off and you move Drew Holiday back to the point. Back to the point in, in case Rondo isn't coming back. And that gives them a shooting guard that they really don't have. But right. Holiday was playing that position out of necessity. Right. And then with the Wizards, you get you get a big man to replace Gortat who can probably give you a lot more offensively. So it, it makes sense to make that trade, but just because it makes sense, I, yeah. I don't... But I, Boogie's I really in free agent also. So... They got to clear some room, though. Yeah. Because you're paying all the trade. Playing, you, that's what I said. The move would be to get Bill out. Yeah, but see, you I think. You wouldn't have to really trade him. You could do you something. You're going to have to trade him, to him. I'm saying. Because. You, but I'm not even saying trading to uh, New Orleans, per se. What I'm saying is you could trade him anywhere to get right. back some other you're assets and still sign. But, I feel. But, yeah, I, I, the signing trade would work also. But because they don't have a big man at this point. No, not the yet. The Wizards don't. Not yet. Yeah. This. DeAndre Jordan will be out of Clippers soon, out of L.A., because they're going to clear the books. You can see this is what Jerry West's plan is. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I think they cleared up some cap space even with the Austin Rivers trade mm-hmm. some sort of way. I don't know exactly what they did, but they did some to clear some room. And then if they do get off of DeAndre, who doesn't want to opt out because he don't know what his trade, his value is going to be And that's the there. thing because it's his – it's a player's – Option. option, right? Because if he opts out, that clears the books for exactly. But now, but who's this, gonna pay him? Right? Because they saying that the uh, speaking to other GMs, they saying that DeAndre may not be no more, no may not be worth no more than twelve million a year. Right? He's a dinosaur. He and in the White House. Yeah, it would depend on what happens with the White Howard, which would really determine what happens with. Well, I Jordan. think he's going to go and stay. You really think that's? I've heard I some negative stuff going, though. They're saying that they didn't want to bring. That he wouldn't fit what they do as in the locker room more than anything, but hey, I agree. They need, like I told you two a year ago, Draymond cannot continue to play as many minutes against centers as ways playing now. He's just gonna burn out if he cannot fit into Golden State where they're winning three out of the four championships. You just need to be out the league at this point. Yeah. And it would, it would, it would be great for Dwight to go to Golden State. Because it would give them a lot more versatility. Yes. They don't have to trot out the Hamptons five all the time, like you said, with Draymond playing so many minutes at center. Because I believe the Warriors really want to play JaVale McGee more, but they can't trust him on the floor. That's why he plays like 12 <laughs> minutes. It'll get it you 12 points. Right. Right. Yeah. Go six or six, get you 12 points. Yeah, absolutely. But they can't leave him out there. But a guy like Dwight, who offensively a dinosaur, but defensively he can still be – an anchor, and, and he, they won't get out rebounded by the other exactly. team. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And this, and this, just me. Y- y'all tell me y'all disagree. This could put some bells 
on his resume before he retires. I mean, it would definitely benefit him to to add a, a title to to his resume. You know, he already has some people don't want to say whether he has Hall of Fame numbers, right, in his career. So him adding a, a title to it and going out on a high would definitely cement his place in the Hall of Fame. Can you imagine? They saying, "Yeah, well, go ahead and drive. We got we got big boy down yeah. there. Well, you fun wiping everything. We wiping everything away. No and, doubt. And it will make it will, like the advantages you have of having Dwight is your perimeter defenders can be a lot more aggressive. A lot more aggressive. Yep. Exactly. So because if, if they gamble and they and they fail, now you run into him. Yep. yep. So I, I think he's he's going to go to state. But uh, this another thing that came up uh, today or this week. We're talking about Kawhi going to L.A., but could it be the Clippers? Because Jerry West that will, is that clearing, and this is the thing now. This is the thing. If you go to the Lakers, high profile, the star is shining, spotlight is on you. If you go to the Clippers, is much more of a quieter spotlight. And that is the personality that Kawhi has. He'll always be little brother, man. It's a L.A. town, Laker town. Oh, I, 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 I agree. Even when they had it going a little bit with Chris Paul and whatever, and they tried to whatever, the Lakers were still the top dog. Because now they're saying that they're not so sure if Paul George is going to go to the Lakers. Now. I think that's smoke, too. Well, I, maybe I'm wrong. I but don't, I think I, it's smoke. I think Paul George is going to go to the Lakers. I don't see him playing with Kawhi. So going to the Clippers is a possibility. That's and with Jerry West being there, he'll come to rebuild your team. It doesn't take very long. Right. When he was with the Grizzlies, in like two years, they were at least a playoff team. When he was with the Lakers, maybe his second or third year there, he got shacked, then he, then he traded to get Kobe. So... He can. He has a. He can and, and then with quick. the Warriors, like helping to put that team together right. as well. So it doesn't take long for him to get this going. Right. So getting Kawhi would be a big, uh, uh, a great coup for him. Yeah. Right. And it, it wouldn't be surprising if if they signed him. With that, I could see that happening because of Jerry West, and you know he knows basketball. He was the one that told him, "I'm gone." If he did this twice, he told the Lakers back in the day, if they traded James Worthy, he was done. Because they were going to trade Worthy for for Roy Tarpley and something else with Dallas. And he said, if you trade James Worthy, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Dodge that and he did the same thing with Clay Thompson when they were talking about trading Clay to get love. Right. He was I'm like, nah, that ain't happening. So his consulting is a plus. Right. So if he says make a move, let's do this, pretty much you need to ride it because he's he can see it for some, some reason. He does. Yeah. Yeah, so I could that. I could definitely see him going after Kawhi. I think the uh, San Antonio will be feel better about giving them to L.A. Clippers than they would the Lakers. I think Popovich still has a little animosity toward the Lakers with the Powell Gasol thing because he yeah. feels like they, you know he, they were giving him right. Yeah, and the there's a lot of reports that the Spurs don't want to trade him to a Western Conference team. I really just think it's the Lakers. The Lakers. They don't want to trade it. <laughs> exactly. <to. laughs> yeah, I think. But what does the Clippers have to offer? 
I mean, you talking about what Tobias Harris? But think of uh, yeah, I could see Tobias going there. Bradley, they had Beverly. But but the Spurs have always built through foreign and picks, and you know, well they they got Duncan, they had David Robinson. But if you go down the list, Kawhi wasn't Kawhi. No. You, I mean, Ginobili wasn't Ginobili. Parker wasn't Parker. The system dictated that they became stars. And Danny Green already opted into his ten million dollar contract. And I think Slow Mo is a free agent or restricted restricted, restricted free agent. Tobias Harris plays the three four slash. I mean, I don't know what they can actually get because I, I, Avery Bradley is a free agent, so he's not he can't include him into any trades. You know, you already traded Austin Rivers. The only thing I can see is you. I mean, don't make sense to get DeAndre Jordan. No, nah, nah, he didn't work in San Antonio. So, so I'm not sure how they can work that out unless they just kind of wait for next year and just and kinda, try to get him in. Just try to get him as a as, maybe. As so a like I say, I don't see anything on on there. What did they draft? What did they draft? Um, I'm not sure. G, you might what did the Spurs it. draft? No, Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers, they had. Uh, oh, they drafted them. They got the boy out of uh, Kentucky, the, the point guard, and Jerome Robinson from Boston they got, College. Um, they drafted. Well, they drafted Bridges, but traded him to the Hornets for uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander, and then they drafted Jerome Robinson, Robinson out of Boston, Boston College. College. Yeah, yeah. So they got two backcourt guys. Yeah. Nah, it's really nothing there. So I don't know. You know, so we, you know, I guess that's something that we'll see. Yeah, I think they're trying to ransom the Lakers, though. They want more. They want a Kings ransom for Kawhi, and, and I think they're willing to wait it out. Yeah, because the report says here, um, get them the folks they credit, uh, Bleacher Report, that a combination of Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, a sign-and-trade agreement with restricted free agent Julius Randle, see. and a future first-round pick. See, that's what I'm saying. They, they're going to tell them, we want all of this, and the Lakers are going to push back. But, see, the Lakers are in like a time thing because they got to say, well, we got to have another piece to show LeBron that, okay, look, if you come here, I got Kawhi or I got Paul George. Paul George. And so I think – I think what LeBron has to opt in by Friday, isn't that correct? The the 29th? That's yeah, Friday. You're yeah, right. so he has to opt in or to be to some kind of way it, it affects whether he can move this way or whatever, or he opts out and becomes a free agent. Opt so out. it's, it's yeah, he has, something. He has to make a decision. Yeah, he's got to make right. a decision for it. Some for this deal. I got to do some more research on how it works because I get a little Twitter-pated on it. Right, but it's it's a time restraint that they're pushing with the Lakers. But Magic came out today and said, "Well, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen." Basically, as he's looking, he said, "I got two summers to get this done." All right. Speaking of that, he did come out and say that um, got two summers, but also said that out of the two summers, if he doesn't get free agency, he'll just step down. I mean. Has the Lakers or Magic lost its luster would be the question at this point. I think they'd already lost their luster because they haven't been able to attract a big-time free agent. This is the longest time that they have gone without a budding superstar in L.A. And that was the reason that they brought Magic in was because the name and his cachet and star power was supposed to be able to attract that free agent. 
So he's right. If if that doesn't do it, it's not about him going out. He's not going to go to Europe and find players and do all that. That's not his forte. He's not going to go and say try to at random find that next player. He's going to try to attract a big-name free agent. That's what he was brought there for. Right. That Palenka's job is to make sure all the numbers work. He's out here to say, hey, come on, play here. I'm going to show you how L.A. works. I can right. get you in the right situation. So his name is supposed to do that. And like you say, his cachet. But if he doesn't accomplish these things in the next two years, yeah. He said, I can't do this job. But I agree. I do. It, it's a weird time for the Lakers. This is the longest they've gone without making the playoffs since they moved to L.A. Wow. Or maybe in the history of their franchise. They haven't made the playoffs since they had Dwight, which is which was just a, another strange story in itself. Right. But the... The thing that they're maybe they're limited on how they can sell getting getting a uh, getting a free agent, and also I think for a while they were handcuffed by Kobe. They were financially handcuffed by Kobe uh, and Pal Gasol, so they couldn't really bring in somebody else. And even though there's all these other scenarios of who they can bring in, they're just, it's just reports of bringing in a star for star's sake. I know they don't want to do that, right? So. That's why I feel like the LeBron and Kawhi and Paul George, that doesn't make sense. They all play the same position. Yeah. I, I can see two of them. I can see Paul George and LeBron or Paul or Kawhi and, and LeBron. But preferably, I'd just like to see them get Paul George in. You know, I, it's hard for me to say, well, I don't want LeBron. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know, I don't know how I really but, but feel did, about But it. did they did – they, D'Angelo Russell is balling. He's better than... Go ahead and say it. He's better than what has been shown with Lonzo Ball in that system. Do they kind of make, kind of feel like they got egg on their face by getting rid, of, getting, getting rid of that piece that went along with the other three pieces that they have? And you, you have something of a start of a... You got a, a a guard that can give you 19, 20 points. You got Brandon Ingram. You got Julius Randle. Then you got Kyle Kuzma. You know, uh, Swaggy P didn't even – he went to the to Golden State anyway. So, you kind of – You drafted kinda, Josh Hart also. And you drafted – I mean, that's that, that's a, a, a kind of a building block. So, they kind of – and now you stuck with Lonzo Ball who just – This is a franchise who's never – done this as far as like we're going to build a team that's we're going, a we're going to be losing for that's a little a while guess. but we're going to cultivate this young talent the lakers have never been that kind of franchise that's a good point so they're going to go back to what worked before which is we're going to be aggressive going after these free agents and these guys are just assets everybody is tradable exactly so everybody's trade last year brandon ingram was the only one that wasn't now he's he's even available so what about right. What about Boogie Cousin going to L.A.? When you got a seven-footer with an Achilles, I'd have to let him – I have to see how he plays for somebody else first. I mean, in this game, we've seen you have to be agile enough to get out on shooters. Right. So if the Achilles took Kobe out, what's it going to do for a guy who's 6'11", 270, 280? Yeah. I just don't know, man. 
I, that was be the only thing I would say. I'm not going to give up assets and whatever for Boogie Cousins, and I don't know how well he can play. Did he lose money? He had to have lost money if I'm a GM because I got to see what he does. You know, I, I just I, – I could not in good conscience say, here, here's – open the vault and give him $100 million. And he's coming off an injury in a game that we have to be able to move in. I just don't know. Yeah, that's tough. That's very, very, very tough. But uh, they did show uh, today uh, unseen footage. I'm not sure how it's unseen when we actually saw the footage. But uh, Jason Tatum in the gym, back working out. Uh, I saw that. 18 straight threes as he continues to improve uh, his jump shot or whatever the case may be. What kind of ceiling do you think he will have next year, even though Kyrie and Gordon will be back? Jason Tatum. I was reading some. I'm sorry. Oh, you read? I said, what kind of ceiling do you think he would have in that he's back working out, mm-hmm. getting, getting his three ball consistent? Right. He already have the slashing part. Right the mid-range and things of that nature, knowing that he would extend out Kyrie coming back and Gordon Hayward coming back, where does that put him as far as the See, that's the, problem. the pecking order? That's the problem. That's, that's it's it's only one basketball. Right. And his ascension, do you want to say, okay, you need to go back now and be a role player? Or are you a budding star of this team now? You know, you look at Kyrie, like I said, there's there's no real connection with he and the Celtics. You know, there's no real connection with uh, Gordon, Haywood. Gordon Haywood and the Celtics. So do you risk, you know, retarding his progress? Because Tatum proved that he can play, that he's a frontline player. To me, he proved it. Right. And I wouldn't know. I mean, you got a lot of money tied up in these two guys. You went all the way to – you know, conference finals without them. Yeah. And you got, what, $200 million tied up in them? What, what is Kyrie's side of them? It was just $90 million, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like $96 million. So together, they're about $200 million tied up in two guys that didn't even help you get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And yeah. they both have value because Kyrie is in internet, what, his last nice. year's contract? So I think Danny Ainge has some decisions to make. Um, like I said, with Gordon Haywood, they're going to be the same questions as what I said with Boogie. How be, how good is ankle? I heard he's supposed to have another surgery or something in May or something, they said. Really? A surgery that they didn't talk about or something. I think uh-huh. I read that today. But whatever, they had something where he was still, you know, feeling some pain. Right. So, it what you know, how much is he diminished? How much is Kyrie's knee really, you know, is that a chronic thing? Is that something that will never get better? Because it's, it seems to keep coming back. So do you tie up money in Kyrie when you're already, you know, 100 mil in on uh, on, Hay- on Haywood? <laughs> you know what I mean? What do yeah, you do? I agree. And you got all this young talent sitting there <laughs> waiting to play. Rozier played well. Yeah. Now, that might have been because nobody saw him coming. Right. And you know what I always say? It's easy to be the hunter. Yeah, I agree. When you're I, the hunted, it's I, a little different. I think, I think somebody else – Offers Marcus Smart. Yeah, I think he's out. Some money, and I think they re-signed Avery, Avery Bradley. Think so? Yep. I think they re-signed Avery Bradley. 
uh, just in case Kyrie do do decide, and then you got Avery Bradley and Terry Rozier, you know, in the backcourt together. So See, I, I, think I think that's the type of piece you need to come protect Trey Young. Yeah, I that's agree. A, I, that's why I was I, asking I, you I about did, him. I definitely agree with that, that. That would be the perfect dog. Yeah, to come but you're gonna have to probably get shrewd up out of there for yeah, that. Yeah, you got to. Definitely got to get out. All right, man, we got to take a quick break, and when we get back, we got to get it off your chest. You listen to Sports Roundtable with the SRT crew on the Real 1100 and SRTRadio.com. We'll be back with more Sports Roundtable on the Real Real 1100 AM. Tune your radio. Tune in. Now. You can tune in to this radio station on any smartphone or tablet. iPhone. Android. Blackberry. Nokia. Samsung. Windows phones. Or whatever you have. Download the free TuneIn app from your phone or tablet's app store. Tune in with music, sports, news, and comedy. From over 70,000 radio stations around the world, including this Beasley Broadcast Group station. Check it out at TuneIn.com. Or your app store. What up, though? What up, though? It's your boy, Tate's Take. Of course, none other than Deshaun Tate. I go by the sports debate slayer and the bracket master. Hey, SRT, man. It gets no realer than this right here at the Real 1100 AM. My boy, D-Will, the coach. G-Money, H-O, Hancock. Make sure you stay right here. Locked in the Real 1100 AM. SRT, keeping it real funky. you have something that you want to say? Well, then it's time to... Say it with your chest! Time to get it off your chest as we wind down another great episode, Sports Roundtable. Just another thought. Uh, brother of Giants, Janoris Jenkins, charged with a death. Found a dead body in Janoris So Jenkins. they did charge his brother? Yep. Per ESPN. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, we got something to get it off the chest. Hey, you want to go first? Yeah, I can go ahead. Because uh, I don't know if y'all can follow mine up. So okay. I'm going to let you and Z go first. Well, yeah. Well, mine comes from, it'll start with the NBA Awards. And it'll trickle back to the NBA Finals. Okay. The dress code of the NBA players <laughs> has become something just obnoxious. It's almost like try to find the most ridiculous outfit that you can have and come out and, and show yourself up. You got people coming out with suits with short pants on. And they're talking about how fashion conscious they are. You got the MVP of the league this year coming out looking like he's auditioning for a commercial on Chick-fil-A. <laughs> He looked like one of the cows on the Chief Lakers. <laughs> I just don't understand it, man. It's like I miss the days of Michael Jordan and Scotty coming to the game suited and booted and looking like men. Right. And, you know, maybe I'm sounding like the old uncle or whatever, the old granddaddy and whatever. You can call him what you want. But all these little Star Trek pants showing your ankles and I, to me, I just don't understand it, man. So, to me, I wish y'all would go and dress like men again rather than dress like, you know, you 
the little short suit on Easter Sunday or something. I, I just don't understand that, man. You know, Trey Young, I love that he's here in Atlanta, but one day he's going to look back at that draft and say, what was I thinking? Because we all go through it. I look back at some of my pictures in my day when I was working around with curls and whatever, hanging down my back. You know, I'm like, what was I thinking? Mm. And I, I really believe one day Russell Westbrook and, you know, Dwayne Wade, I think finally Dwayne realized he's a man and he stopped dressing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying to get off my chest is please start dressing like men again. <laughs> and cut your hair. Don't yeah. just edge this up. That, that's not... Uh, cut your hair. Edge, edge that up and everything edge, else. And everybody else just, it's the, get the rest of the haircut. There it is. All right, G. All right. Um, mine is due with... Uh, Critics of NFL players who hold out. Mm. Uh, I always feel like, um, and so, somebody brought this up earlier this week. I always feel like when it is a, when it's a black player, there's a lot of criticism and siding with management. As far as this guy needs to be out here, you know, he's hurting the team. You know, any negative criticism goes towards that player. It's happening, I feel, right now with Julio Jones and with Odell Beckham. And no one really considers why they're actually holding out in the first place. If they're outperforming their contract, outperforming what they're being paid, then it can be restructured. I mean, for me as a GM, okay, I would try to work something out. If I'm financially tied up, then that's what I'd have to let them know. I feel like I don't like when teams aren't honest with players and they go out here and put their bodies and minds on the line. So for me, um, you know, I always, I already have a hard time watching the four letter network or the three character network. Um, just listening to sports talk radio in general, even though this is, it's what I'm doing right now, but it's, I, I, it's kind of predictable with what other people are going to say. Right. Not necessarily with us. To where, like, I don't know what you, I don't know how you guys feel all the time, but I know what people are going to say just because they feel like it drives the conversation. It's exactly. predictable. I can't listen to it. There you go. That's a great point. Excellent point. Wow. G got off his ride, Shell. Experience yeah, and. Jumped on in, jumped on in, in, in the sand with us. Then, real quick on that, guys. July first, okay. Put get a phone mount, get Bluetooth in your car, get a headset, get the get the old school earpiece. Stop driving with hold, while holding the phone in your hand to your face. There you go. Get hands free. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I got a guy who can put it in your car for you. But anyway, what I got to get off my chest today is. It doesn't really irk me, but it irks me when when people complain and they're unappreciative. And it is a hand you you alluded to this. (laughs) 
long ago when we was doing the podcast days, you you always said that I have this this positive wisdom that for some reason I'm always looking that way. I just did a show last week about the law of polarity and the exercise that it had brought me to understand how the world works. And people go to church all the time. They say they believe in the Lord and things of that nature. But then they worry and complain. It can't be both ways. If you if you go stand on what it is that you believe in and your creator, some things you just not go see. And that is called faith. So to friends, families, loved ones, if you're going through something, it's called life. And some of us are not here to go through life. But at least you are here to go through life. And when you surround yourself around people that love you and believe in you, then what is the worry? What is the concern? Whatever happens, it's going to happen. As long as you keep your head up, keep fighting, and keep the faith. We all go through it. We all have issues. We all go through life. You cannot outlife life because life will happen. And it will and it's going to. So to all the people that are going through things and something, as BC will always say, pull the sunroof back and change the view. Just look at it from another angle and be blessed and keep the faith. And that's all I got to say. With that being said, Han, it's been a great show. Got a shout out to all the people on Facebook live. Mighty Mutt. Eric Vincent out there cutting the grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why he listening to the show. Thanks for E-Dub calling in. Thanks for D-Will calling in. Uh, man, y'all brought some heat tonight. And um, next week we'll be off. So we go uh, probably, we'll figure out something. Best of SRT. Maybe we'll replay this show. Whatever the case may be, uh, the engineer extraordinaire will figure out something uh, as we'll have something for you for you next week while we eat on some barbecue. But anyway, thanks for everybody for tuning in and listening. It's been a great ride. And uh, you know how we do it each and every week. We bring you this information and it's real and authentic because you know how we do it. Sports and entertainment meets. All right, hand. Yeah, just shout out to, like you said, everybody on Facebook. I see a lot of people on here. Auntie Debbie D, Alicia Brown. And uh, if I'm missing anybody, I apologize, but thanks for tuning in. Keep the faith. Y'all heard Big Ho. He preached to y'all tonight. <laughs> you know, we're going to take up collection. Y'all send the checks made payable to cash. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all have a good, happy, safe 4th of July. And uh, don't hurt nobody with them firecrackers. Absolutely. All right, G. Uh, shout out to uh, mom and dad for listening. Shout out to everyone who join us on facebook live um uh, jay smooth uh, we 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 know we know why you missed the flight <laughs> we know why you were at the after party That's there you right. go we'll leave you alone about that absolutely and um check out my uh podcast we finally did a, a new episode 
by the time you hear this on iTunes and Google Music. All right, there it is, man. For all you SRT SRT tenants, we love you. We'll see y'all next week. And as you know, if you don't like it, you better learn to love it because it's the hottest sports show going today. All right, hand, let's roll. Boogie, I'm headed home, baby. It's your main man, H.O. from Bankhead. R.I.P. Moms, R.I.P. B.C. And if you love the show, tell a friend. And if you didn't. Y'all know what Kanye said when Beyonce had the best album. James, how you know good and well LeBron James with the MVP? <laughs> I'm sorry. And we out. Peace.